You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jesse Jesse talked about it uh, when we were talking about before the show. He's like, hey, man, I respect it. He got the, he got the ability to do it. He uses that ability. How do you feel about LeBron doing this type of stuff? I don't mm. like it. Um. Yeah, it's not my favorite character. But, it, 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 admittedly, it makes me laugh. Yeah, right? like, and I, I thought what Steph did to Dylan Brooks was too much, mm-hmm. but I can't act like I didn't chuckle at it. Um, it's not my favorite LeBron James character trait. But I feel like LeBron lives in a in a space where he doesn't probably have any problem doing this type of stuff because he probably feels like it's all on me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like you guys don't Mm -hmm. understand the level of scrutiny and the, the, the pressure that I have to win. So Darvin Ham, if you're not doing your job, you got to go because yeah, there will be certain people who blame Darvin Ham, but the majority of the people are going to say LeBron didn't get it done. So if it's all on me, if you're going to blame me regardless, I might as well voice my opinion or make my decisions. You're going to blame me anyway. It's the same thing we talked about. Um, I think it was Luke or somebody like that the other day. You're going to blame me regardless. So mm-hmm. I might as well yeah. go ahead and pick and choose who I want to be here and do all this and be led GM and all this other stuff. So I'm going to get the – I'm going to get the credit, and I'm going to get the blame anyway. Legend. I'm watching, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the, the Legends drop. Uh-oh. They got, they got a new the, joint? The, yeah, they got, the, they got, the, they got the, the, the LeBron joint. Oh, snap. They got the LeBron oh, one. I don't think I, I – Well, they – He goes and punches me in the nose, LeBron says, and it's only a flagrant one. Question mark. That's a fair question. He didn't hit you in the nose. No, my nose was bleeding. The F are you talking about? Oh, we got to play this during the break. <laughs> oh, that's all. That's all. I, oh, they didn't. They didn't have the. They didn't have the part that we wanted the most. Oh, come on, legend. The one where he turned back around and he looked like he was. Yeah. They didn't have that. Oh, come on. They had the initial interaction with the official, and that was it. We can put these up on the screen because they're they edit the words. True, true. We won't play any audio. That's what I'm saying. That's what you I could just hear. you could just see the you could see the uh... <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is the next candidate for therapy. Mm. I, I, and I therapy mm. NBA therapy. He doing a lot. Like well, like I saw been... I saw what caused like they show what caused Vanderbilt to react the way that he did. What did Vanderbilt do? I didn't even see what happened. So so Vanderbilt kind of like swiped at the back of his head. After he did that? But this was before. This was a this was an entirely different play. Mm. And Vanderbilt said to the official, yo, 
he keeps pushing me. And Dylan called name. And it's actually, I think Jared Vanderbilt said this publicly. I was like, he called, he, 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 he called me something you don't say on, on the court. And he, his reaction was dumb though. His reaction was like, I'm a react, but I can't really. Re-. Yeah. So, see, Dylan Brooks called him a cat. That's about, about, that's, that's be, about what it is. That'd be all over the place on legends. It, it's on here. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying oh. every video. They be saying oh, oh yeah. Every player yeah. Ever. Yeah. They, 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 th- <laughs> they throw that word around a lot. They throw that word around a lot. <laughs> um, see, I don't know if Dylan's gonna be in in therapy. I just think he's gonna be in a fight. Like it feels like Draymond would do things, and it would be like, "Why did you just do that?" He, that guy's not bothering anybody. Mm-hmm. Why did you slap Nurkic up like that? Why are you choking out Rudy Gobert? Why are you he doing was defending these things? His teammates. There's so. something wrong with you. You need to go to therapy. Mm. Dylan's just going to be in fights. But you know how this is, though. They're going to frame this as an emotional issue for Dylan Brooks that he has to get under control. It's going to be just as phony as what they did with Draymond Green. Mm. Draymond Green, I don't, I'd argue, I, I tend to agree with you. I don't think Draymond Green needed therapy. He needed his ass kicked because he approaches people in an atmosphere that is very safe for him. What's everybody say about, oh, he is the nicest guy, he's a family man. We're going to have lunch together. Hmm. They all say the same thing about the dude. And then he goes out and punches people and chokes people because he's in a safe environment where Yusuf Nurkic, what's Yusuf Nurkic going to do? Get up and punch him back? What's Rudy Gobert going to do? Rudy Gobert said, hey, Rudy Gobert got fined like $100,000 or whatever. Yeah, for no reason. He's like, I ain't even, look, hey, I'm just letting y'all know I am not touching this man. My hands hands are clean. Hmm. I'm Shawn Michaels. I swear to God, my hands are clean on this one. I saw a clip uh, last night of Shawn Michaels. Like it was a Survivor Series match, and he super kicked somebody and then like pinned him and eliminated the guy. Then Shawn goes over to Triple H to them. He's like, hey, who was that? <laughs> That's funny. I don't even know what that is. Like, who was that guy? Who wants him? I don't know. <laughs> you ever see the clip where Shawn Michaels is just walking down the hallway, super kicking everybody? No. Oh, that's one of my favorites. It's like Shawn had like gone crazy. Goes, hey, hey, you, what's your name? Stan. Stan. Boom. Super kicks him. I just super kicked Stan. Didn't he super kick the cafeteria chef too? Yeah. Walking down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was terrific. <laughs> That was so good. They even insinuated once that he super kicked a little girl. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The little girl was, it's when, like, Sean had, like, left or whatever, and they do this stupid <laughs> skit where Hunter goes to a cafeteria, and Sean is working in the cafeteria, and this little girl is being super mean to Sean, and he, like, snaps, and it goes off camera, and you just hear a <laughs> and. Strong insinuation that he just super kicked. Oh, the... no. <laughs> you got to watch it. Stan, <laughs> I kick Stan. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, I had a uh, work this in just for a minute. I had an extensive conversation with our friend at WCW about how. Did you see any of the post Royal Rumble press conference? Mm-mm. So I saw well, I saw 
quotes, some quotes. Cody, I saw him say something. Yeah, so I'm talking more specifically about Hunter. No. So Hunter is like, so Hunter's like Mike Brown. Like after every major show, Mm. Hunter goes and and speaks. Mm. So this was the first show following the Vince McMahon, um, everything, the lawsuit and 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 the resignation, termination, whatever, whatever wording they're using for that. And he kind of dropped the ball on the message. Like he was asked about the lawsuit. And obviously, for those that don't know, it's, it's his father-in-law, right? He's married to Vince McMahon's daughter. And he just said, look, I haven't, I haven't read the lawsuit in its entirety. I've been briefed on it. Um, I just, we can't focus on that right now. We just had an amazing week and I chose, I'm choosing to focus on that. We welcome the rock to the TKO board. And, and obviously we just had this tremendously successful night at the Royal rumble. And he was eviscerated for that Mm. by mostly like wrestling media. Like, I don't know, like media outlets were covering this, but like wrestling media were critical. Like, how are you not going to say anything? And I felt it was so short-sighted because he is the figurehead right now of a company in the middle of a lawsuit. Mm. And every lawyer will tell you he can't say anything. Now, maybe he should have worded it more into the vein of, guys, you have to understand, I can't speak on that right now because of the legal ramifications of it. There's a lot, you know, we can address down the road, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing we can say now. Mm -hmm. Maybe he should have done that, and maybe he shouldn't have gone with the we've had a really positive week uh, in welcoming The Rock and all of that stuff. But I think that because the criticism for him has just been like like flooding, and I thought it was a bit, you guys are, you guys are, so you're working yourself into a shoot here. <laughs> like you, you're you're take you're you're mixing fiction and reality here, and you're forgetting like this dude runs a company. Like right. he he's running the company that's being sued, or at least he's the figurehead of a company that's being sued. He can't speak on that. Right. Like you need to talk to Ari Emanuel about that. Mm. You can't talk to Triple H about that. And I thought I thought some of the criticism criticism of him was weak. Yeah, I, I think that's completely unfair. And also, um, everything that you said is 100% right. Like, legally, he can't, he can't say nothing. I would also say in that situation, like, I am a believer of that's not the time and the place. We just had Royal Rumble. Cody, Jade, Bailey, uh, Roman, they have nothing to do with what Vince McMahon did. And that was a big night for them. And I think if if he wanted to or whatever, like we'll talk about it down the road. I'm not going to use their moment and overshadow it with what that jackass did and talking about him. That's that's the way. And if he would have said that, I would have understood it. Maybe some people, like journalists and people like, no, you got to say something right now. I don't think that's the place for it. Not that well, not Royal Rumble that night. I can't fault anyone who asked, right? Because Hunter's in front yeah, of you. you. You got. I feel like you got to ask the question. Because Hunter's in front of you and Ari isn't. Mm-hmm. But that's where my anger would be. Is like, where the hell is the head of this company? Mm-hmm. Where the hell? Where the hell is the head of TKO? Mm-hmm. Because I can't. My my timeline could be off, so I'm not going to be too overly critical of this. I know Ari Emanuel didn't say anything about Dana White. Mm-hmm. Now that might not have happened yet, so that could be completely moot. And I don't. I'm not 
I don't remember when the Dana White stuff did. But Ari Emanuel not saying anything now when the figure most synonymous with professional wrestling in this country for the last 50 years is involved in a lawsuit like that. And the worst, one of the many worst part is you knew. You knew this existed, and you brought him on your board. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear from Triple H mm-hmm. or Paul Levesque or whatever you want to call him. Right. I want to hear from your ass. Right. You were the one who put this all together. Nothing gets done without you. I want to hear from Nick Khan. Yeah. Nick Khan, you've been, you were familiar with all of this. Where are you? Mm-hmm. That's like, you know what this is the equivalent of for people who aren't completely up on this story? This is Keon Ellis at the podium. Mm. That's what this is. Mm. This is Keon. Triple H going to talk about this is Keon Ellis at the podium. Sir, I don't need to hear from you. You're a board member. You're not the one who put this all together. You're a board member because Ari Emanuel and Nick Khan decided you're a board member. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys I want to hear from. And question number one, how did you bring him over when you knew this was out there? Because this was out there before the sale was done. And I have my theory on that, and it's simple as Vince McMahon doesn't sell unless he's given a position with the company. Yeah. And the first chance they had to get him out, they did. And I don't know what I would have done in that situation, but I'll be a drill. I can understand that. Like if you want that, like we'll get we'll get him out. He'll this will either come out yep. or he'll do something to drill yep. himself out, and we'll get him out. But we got to get that company first. Yep. That's the only way we could do it. And I don't know. I'm not. I'm not telling you what I would have done or wouldn't have done. I don't know. But I do understand that train of thought. If no, I do. If that's how they went about it. Yeah, I do too. Um, I just think it's it's. I just think. But yeah, they just think you guys are. I just think you guys are. I just think some of those people are attacking the wrong, mm-hmm. the wrong people. Um, we'll come back. We'll get back to. Who, I want to talk about this. Uh, our man Will Z going to join us in about thirty minutes. Um, that sixty-five game rule is getting a lot of attention, mm. uh, especially now with. The potential back-to-back MVP appearing to be hurt again. Um, and it makes me question. This is a great call by Jesse. You look at Joel. You look at Tyree. Some things we've seen recently. Is this 65-game rule doing maybe a little bit of unintended harm? We'll talk about that when D-Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. 
you know what Saturday is? What game is on Saturday? What game is on Saturday? I is it the Kings and the Bulls? <laughs> well, that is on Saturday for sure. But this is something I knew that was on Saturday. It's something I, I oh the Pro Bowl games, the Pro Bowl Isn't games that on Sunday. Is it on Sunday? I don't I know. Either way, the fifty-yard punting contest—a game that. 10, 15 years ago, we definitely would know it was on Saturday. Duke, North Carolina. North Carolina. Mm, yeah. Number seven versus number three. That's Not cool. even like just a, oh, ho-hum, it's the rivalry. It's like good games and nobody knows. It's crazy. I just found out 10 minutes ago. Only at 4 o'clock when we, you know, switch stations and look up and there's a college football game I, or college ball game, I try to find the NBA one. <laughs> Got the quad screen with college basketball everywhere. No, just no. Let's watch Hawks Hornets. Men's college basketball is having maybe the worst year in my mind. It, it's it's just awful this year. I'm not even trying to talk about the kids. Just sure, college basketball is. They don't know what to do right now. They don't yeah. know with the transfer portal, with kids not coming to college and going time lead all that other stuff. They have no clue. It's been a terrible year. What we've known college sports and like all the tradition, everything people love about college sports, is that all dead now? Is it? Is this a new era, I guess? It's a new era. I think college football. Like, was, is it ever going to find Like, is, think, is it ever going to find that? Find it again? Uh, maybe not in our lifetime because these, these places are going to new uh, conferences. These teams are going to new conferences. They'll create their own little rivalries and – Stuff like that, like um, like Ryan, if she likes football, she'll be like, oh, yeah, Arizona, Colorado has always been a rivalry. Oh. <laughs> Imagine USC, <laughs> Purdue. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my God. Maybe, maybe they have that in there, but for how we know, yeah. we've known college football. Remember, like I said, I watched that Heisman Trophy 30, 30 for 30. Mm-hmm. That was like the biggest story in sports. Who was going to win the Heisman? Mm-hmm. Peyton. Uh, Charles Woodson, mm-hmm. or this guy, Randy Moss. And I think those days are long gone. Long, long gone. And don't even get me started on college basketball. My poor, beloved college basketball. I was trying to figure out. I think college basketball is in a worse state than college football. Way more. Okay. Way more. And I was trying to figure out, because, you know, I watch, my, watch my, my games and stuff like that. and Pac-12, I love the Pac-12, but I'm, like, so disgusted. It's the last year of the Pac-12. I almost don't want to watch this year. You know, I don't even want to get invested. They're having, they got a lot of great teams in the Pac-12, but I don't want to watch. I find myself saying, you know what? I want to watch these lower conferences and follow the story of those conferences more than the bigger conferences because mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on in the Big West or the WCC or the Big Sky or you know uh, the Southland, the MEAC, something like that because it feels like they don't change as much is what I'm seeing from the big guys. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I hate that that investment isn't there anymore. I used to really enjoy college basketball. Uh, now I just turn it. The women have it. The women definitely have women it. And have I think it part of that stay. I think part of that I think part of that speaks to the programs. Mm-hmm. Like you you're you're building programs and that was the thing like it was Duke, right? And that crew like me growing that Grant Hill group that a lot of people hated. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had that North Carolina group. Uh, then you, you know, you start learning like about 
you know, Kansas and those guys, you know, guys that are there and then Georgetown and like you, you, it's, it's the program, it's the coach, it's the star. And normally there's, you know, maybe it's not three or four years, but normally it's two, mm-hmm. right? In few cases it's not, but normally you got like two years to really get behind that squad. Yeah. Then they retool and keep moving. Obviously it's not like that anymore. And then you got, you know, the elite and overtime and all of that stuff in play. But with the women, you got the South Carolinas, you know, building monsters. You got the LSU and the USC's and the Dukes and all of these crews, you know, building building these different teams. Did you see, I, I actually saw a follow-up on this story this morning that I didn't get an opportunity to read, but Tennessee is in trouble because of NIL violations again? I heard the football team, right? Football so, program. It's the football program. So the so the the article read because that's what I was trying to find because it was nonspecific. But as I read through it more, the football program is the center of the investigation, but they believe it spreads throughout other groups And Tennessee has already paid a record eight million dollar fine because of NIL violations. Mm. And that is. That's the that's the thing with all of this is this NIL stuff mm-hmm. and NIL is let's uh, like we, we, you know, we've talked about this with coach Patrick before NIL is very public, but it's still, it still feels like backroom stuff mm-hmm. because all NILs aren't on the up and up. And in Tennessee's case, it was an organization that was created to fund these ass. They're not real NIL deals. It's just a, I guess you'd use the term shell company mm-hmm. to pay these collegiate athletes, yeah. which you're not allowed to have. Right. And I can think of two universities off the top of my head who have signed very, very big recruits on the women's side who both have those. Mm-hmm. We heard, we heard that USC girl got two million. Juju got two million. I think Rich Paul's her agent. Yeah. Like yeah. yo, and and I'm sorry. You're competing against schools that don't get NIL money, that don't have those shell companies that are like, no, we're still the academics first organization. Like athletic directors, board of directors, they've got to they've got to adjust their thinking across sports, men, women, football, basketball, whatever. When you start judging coaches, Mm. because if you're. We'll use uh, we'll use Duke and North Carolina. Obviously, this isn't the case with those programs. But for example, Duke and North Carolina, you got one of the most storied rivalries on the planet. If North Carolina has ten million dollars in NIM money to shell out, and Duke has too, how do you judge the wins and losses in that? Not in terms of a record perspective or an NCAA, but like in a hiring perspective. Mm-hmm. Like we're all of the agreement. Ryan Day fails this year against Michigan. Mm-hmm. He gone. That's because Michigan and Ohio State are on the same plane when it comes to this stuff. Right. When you're not on the same plane, how do you determine, oh, you can't beat your rival, you're fired. How can you give mad at the Purdue coach if he can't keep up? That's with it. Him? It's a whole different – it's it's not even college sports anymore. Hey, it, and salute to these young brothers and sisters for getting paid. But, man, hey, thoughts and prayers to coaches, athletic directors – uh, and, and, and people of that ilk because, man, this, the, your, your job just got a lot harder if your university doesn't have, you know, a bankroll somewhere. And the, and the thing that I don't like about it is it's not even college sports anymore, but it's not even the pros. Mm-hmm. Because in the pros, 
if somebody wants to go to the Kings, they sign a five-year deal that they cannot transfer portal out of mm-hmm. if the Bucks offer them more. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. you're locked into this deal. Like, you, you got to stay in it. These guys, they can go from school to school, year mm-hmm. to year, mm-hmm. just hopping around. And, yeah, that's good for their pockets and stuff like that. But it's just, I think it's a terrible precedent. And it's it's just convoluting this whole thing. Like, yeah. this whole thing is a mess. It is an absolute mess. Where did it go wrong, you guys think? When they It went wrong when they – Two things. When they the NCAA decided not to still not pay the players, mm-hmm. if they would have paid them, they still could have said you can't get NILs. And that the NIL is like where it if I can get an NIL at Sac State for fifty thousand and I play well, then in USC is like, Oh, I got one for five hundred thousand, come to my school. Mm-hmm. Now there's just there's no loyalty in the game. There's no they're yeah. just going for the next dollar. Yeah. Whereas if it was it's something set up by the NCAA where everyone's the getting, Big Ten yep. gets five hundred thousand dollars to pay their kids. Mm-hmm. All the schools, they'll probably stay a little bit more. So it, it it messed up there. And then I really believe the transfer portal, not getting out of the the practice of them having to sit out a year, that messed it out too. Because now people are getting the transfer portal. We talk about NIL. Well, if they just don't like their playing time, that's it. They'll just leave. Yep. And they can play the next year. Whereas if you had to sit out. Ohio State's loving the transfer portal right now. Oh, man, they're eating. They had a huge offseason. And why do you think that is? They got the money. Well, more than. No, not they have the money. Mm. Now they have more money. Because all of them dudes in Columbus or around the world who went to Ohio Mm. State, what they just watch. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they just watched their rival. Host that national so title like, trophy. Give you a little bit more to make sure. And it's that like, oh, again. yeah, this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. We're getting the players in here, and if your boy can't get it done, he's out of here next year. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna fund this whole thing to get the players that you need. But if he can't get it done, you need to come up with a plan right now of how we can replace Ryan Day because we ain't seeing that again. It's no accident Ohio State is feasting in this this off season. They have a bunch of hurt boosters. Mm-hmm. And that's all this is. The the, the Trojan uh, CBB says, Kenny, are you really trying to say you wouldn't go to eleven forty if they offered you to give you ten times more money? That's exactly what I'm saying, first and foremost. But I wouldn't be going over there. But in all seriousness, I can't just leave with no consequences. Mm-hmm. There is there's a there's consequences. Whether I can pay that off or whatever, that's a whole different thing. So you can leave, but, and you can go work for eleven forty in three years. Yes, yes. Like there's. There's rules to this. There's no rules to that game. They and by the way, you can't leave. work anywhere else. Exactly. You 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 could you could sit at home with Ryan and Reese, mm-hmm. and then in three years, when you're worth a fraction of what you're worth now, being on the radio seven hours a day, yeah, then you can go work yeah. over there. And that's not what happens in college sports. They just bounce. Mm-hmm. They had a good good season. They can get a bigger NIL somewhere else. I'm gone. I don't care about this letter of intent that I signed or the commitment that I made. And like I said, I'm not going to say they shouldn't get paid or nothing like that. I'm All I'm saying is it messes up the game. Like mm-hmm. it, it messes up the system more than anything. And I think it started, Jesse, when the NCAA, if the NCAA would have said, well, okay, these guys and girls, they can get paid. We'll set up the system where it's an even playing field all the way across, but they can get money. That would have regulated this stuff. Now this stuff is unregulated and it's – 
It's a mess. Does the fix now maybe put more like limits on the transfer portal? Like maybe you only, you only get to transfer once in your however many years in college or something like that. They might have opened the door. It might be too late to close the door. Well, you can go. You can go back to making them sit out a year. If you transfer, you have to sit out a year, and that makes people think a little bit more than just I'm gonna just up and leave. Was this rule with the transfer portal? Um, help me out here. Was this like this derived from the pandemic? More so, like people lost a year and all that, so they gave them like you don't have to wait out another year. It might have. I, I can't remember exactly. There was a lot of there was. I think there was growing a growing sentiment that like a lot of kids wanted to transfer because of family hardships, mm-hmm. um, uh, homesickness, different things like that, and it was like okay, we can waive this, and I think the pandemic was a part of that. I think the timing adds up that we can waive this sit out a year. Mm-hmm. But it but the transfer portal became what it is because of money. Yeah, on the NIL. That's when everything changed because it's the scenario you just laid out right there. If I'm making $5,000 from Sac State because uh Sky River Casino, you know, was taking care of all the student athletes there, but some movie star at USC wants his school to be really good, and he's going to pay me $500,000 to go, I'm hitting that transfer portal. Mm-hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with homesickness or anything like that. And there's just, no consequence. I could just and there's do no it, consequence and I can be there it. tomorrow right. and, and be on the practice squad. And so I think I think they got to get these guys sitting out a year. 1140, did, 1140 did send out feelers, by the way. They were slick. <laughs> hey, 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 what y'all, what y'all think? Heat check, little heat check. Little, like one, <laughs> first of all, no. Two, <laughs> y'all hoes can't afford us. <laughs> Come on, man. Honestly, <laughs> see, we good. Hey, y'all can't afford hey, us. I would, I, would, I would break the system. Y'all on your... What, what, what I would ask for. I'd be like the Lions uh, offensive coordinator. <laughs> 15 million. Yep. Shout out to Ben Johnson, too. If you can't ask for it, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh boy, was wrong again. What's a, what's a uh, 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 your your boy with the uh, the radio show, the quarterback? What's his name? The the the, the Bengals quarterback. Burrow? No, 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 no. Boomer. 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 What did Boomer say? Bo- Boomer said Ben was gone. <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be." I think the Commanders coach. Yeah, no, no, he's gonna be the Commanders coach. <laughs> Boomer and, was and dead like, wrong. He was like, "No, nah, he's going. He's going to Washington." I'm reporting. <laughs> He's going to Washington. So everyone kind of ran with it. And I think they even said it on the broadcast. They're like, yeah, Ben's probably going to be the, the next head coach of the, the Washington Commanders. Nah. Come on, I think ben, I think Boomer was the same one who said the Commanders, that the football team was going to be the Admirals. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe drop that source that yeah, you got in Washington, Can't listen Boomer. to that guy no more. Can't listen to him no more, Boomer. Come on, dog. Boomer's struggling, man. <laughs> He's struggling. Thoughts and prayers, boom. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> How you feel about this sixty-five rule? Uh, I don't. It's have getting a, a lot of attention. I think it started with Reese because mm-hmm. uh, Tyrese. I didn't. Re- we didn't realize this till yesterday. Tyrese is like three games away. Yeah. Not qualifying for uh, all NBA. Yeah. Of course, now you know the the Joel Embiid is on you know hyperdrive right now because mm-hmm. he appeared to have gotten hurt last night. And he's getting an MRI today. I, I I would think we'd hear something about that relatively soon. Uh, to, to just a nasty fall from Kaminga just right on top of his leg while he's on the ground. And, you know, 
you have a guy who was putting up pretty historic scoring numbers. Yeah. Uh, you have a guy who was one of the vote getters in the All Star game, uh, potentially losing you know postseason postseason accolades, and that I think has has uh, brought up the conversation. And of course, Draymond, he's lost the Player of the Year awards. You know, to Leonard, he yeah, played. Man. He played seven games that year, and 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 Kawhi Leonard, you know, won the Defensive Player of the Year award <laughs> over him because you know he's the greatest defensive player of all time. And you saw that was fact fact checked already. Oh yeah, I retweeted that from my man Law Murray. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he played. Kawhi Leonard played sixty four games in two in the years he won Defensive <laughs> this Player guy of the just Year. Flippantly said, I think. I think he played 51 games the year he won over me. All right, fam. Your boy just out there making stuff. He's like a Twitter account. Draymond Green is the walking embodiment of a of a, <laughs> a, of a Twitter account. He just goes out there and makes stuff up. Same. They had that. They had that. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get a sign, and it's gonna be however many days since the last cuss. <laughs> How many days did we make it? Bro, it was when was Jamil? That was two days ago. That Jamil was, like was two days ago. ago. Yep. <laughs> Jamil was two days ago. We're just gonna leave Draymond's face on the screen then. That's what we'll do. That's the that's the dump button sign right there. It's just Draymond's face on the screen. I wonder if the FCC just has like a person assigned to our show. <laughs> you know, there is no more useless organization in the world than the FCC. Honestly. They're not needed. I just and shout out to Odyssey. Odyssey Quite. always gets it unfiltered too. Right. Yeah, the Odyssey app. Yeah, salute. <laughs> if y'all ever want to hear the show completely unedited and you're not on the stream, just go to if you're not on the video stream, <laughs> just go. If you've ever wondered, like, oh, is there a Patreon version to the show? Yeah, no, it's, it's the Odyssey yeah, app. Yes, it's the app. <laughs> Allison says, reset the day since profanity clock. <laughs> we need a we need a board behind us. We'll steal the insiders board. Yeah, we need we need a board behind us, and we made it two days. It was a good run. We good made run. it two days. Good run. Good stuff, guys. We made good it stuff. two days. We might need to start keeping stats too for like which cuss word is said the most. Mm. What did Jamil say? He said he, he, he said he, s. Yeah, he oh, did the yeah. s. Yeah. Like, does Draymond fall under that, or is Draymond BS? BS. That's a different. That's a different category. BS. Yeah. Zero days since last incident. <laughs> Got to. <laughs> The um, I mean, like him just just saying whatever though is just kind of comedy. Just saying whatever. You said something to me yesterday. I think I didn't listen. I did see the headline you on didn't ESPN. To what I said. Okay. No, no, I listened to what you said. I didn't listen to what Stephen A. said. Okay, but there was a uh, a headline on dot com this morning that said uh, Stephen A. says. Players have no one to blame but themselves for this 65 game rule, and I didn't. I, I I knew it was Wednesday, and homeboy was on. I didn't have any interest in seeing any interaction between him. <laughs> but and, they say, lot used to play every game. Yeah, I just I didn't have any interaction to. I had no desire to hear that, so I didn't watch it. But the headline is what you and I were talking about yesterday after the show. Yeah, I mean, he's right, though. They have nobody to blame but themselves because they took this whole sitting out thing way too far. And now you're in a situation where it's got to be policed to a certain degree. I think maybe they'll, um, they'll get rid of it, but 
or reduce the number or something like that at some point. But if I was Adam Silver and everything, I'd be like, you guys, you guys did this. You guys wanted to sit out. (laughs) Everybody wanted a rest day and all this other stuff. And we had to do something to make it easier. It sucks for a guy like Tyrese where it might cost him, I think like $40 million Mm -hmm. not making the all NBA before the extension and all this other stuff. So it sucks, but you guys get together and say, Hey, are we going to, are we going to be a little more real with ourselves? TC, are we going to be a little more real with ourselves? And if, if we can play, get out there and try and find ways to play as opposed to taking a, and and there's the thing that bothered me. A lot of people started to ride the wave of arrest or um, DMP, you know, low management mm-hmm. because they thought that's what you were supposed to do if you were a superstar. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, that, yeah, that's what the that's what the top guys do. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just looking at them right here in front of my screen. I'm Trey Young, mm-hmm. and I'm a superstar, and superstars take low management days. So that's what I'm gonna do, as opposed to just thinking for themselves and being like, I'm gonna play every play every game. What if um, what if they switched up the rule? Because to me, like I think like with the MVP awards and all that, like defensive player, there, I think the 65 game rule is fine, but it's tough for a guy to lose out on 40 million too. Because I think because the other side of that too with Tyrese, like even if he has missed those games, I think you look at, I think we'd all vote for him though to make the team, right? Yeah, he's not. I I think they're see this, and this is the difficulty of this. Like, I don't know how you exercise discretion in all of this, and how you try to determine. Well, Tyrese isn't missing games because he wants to. Mm-hmm. Hell, Joel's not missing games because he wants to. Joel's playing on one leg right now. These guys are missing games because they're hurt. The there's a spirit of the rule, and then like the actual rule. Mm-hmm. And maybe there needs to be some, be a committee. See, which is and also tough because see, I don't know Luke how Luca's out right. tonight because of an ankle injury. So, so like, and what's tough about that is like Luca had an ankle issue headed into the Kings game, where there was serious question about whether Luca was going to play in the Kings game or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you, I don't. That's the problem with that. I don't know how you distinguish the the two right. things. Like the injury so, versus so you uh, a situation like Luca mm-hmm. versus an obvious situation like Joel and Tyrese. So in my opinion, that's why you get rid of it. But you can't get rid of it until they understand. Well, you're right. You can't get rid of it year one. Right? No, you can't get rid of it one year for sure. You can't. Get, I'd give it about three years. Yeah, because Adam Adam has not made a point yet. Yeah, like you can't and, get rid and, of it before you make your point. The point is, all right, I hear you guys' argument, but if once again you guys did this. We had no way of policing. Greg Popovich, you did it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Because you wanted yep. to make a point for the schedule. Well, and no, you wanted to be funny. Stuff. Yeah. You wanted to be funny. You started all of this trying to be funny. Yeah. And 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 pissing everyone off. We're not playing with you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get this bag. We're not. Play- maybe that's when it goes away. Once the bag is secured, yeah. maybe that's when it goes away. But right now, it's not secured, so this is what it is. Adam Silver going to change his name to securing the bag. <laughs> and I hate to be that way because, you know, I understand there's a lot of games played. It's, it's a lot on the bottom. I, I get all that. But I, it, and it's, it's a, it is a mad dog statement that I'm about to make. They used to play 82 games. No. Mad dog caraway over here. <laughs> what, how, I, Why do you think it's different now? 
Why is it different? Yeah. That like Why the, do you think the Harrison Barneses of the NBA are so rare? Because people are trying to ride waves. I think it's simply that. Like LeBron and uh, Steph Curry, who really doesn't, but just naming two top guys, they take rest days. Yeah. So if I'm – I'm just throwing out a name once again. If I'm D'Angelo Russell I'm on that level – I should be taking rest days too. Those guys are also 36 and 38 respectively, or 39 respectively. Yeah. I mean, that's different. That's yeah. different than Trey Young. Yeah. I mean, you got young guys who do it. I know no, no, I I 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think that's I think that's more so why it happens. There's there's guys who like you can make the argument LeBron should get a rest day every now and then. I also and I know what you talk about like the the process of getting ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's different. Game. That mm-hmm. that that takes a load, a, a toll on you as well. But number one, I think they, I think they do it anyway. Like even when they're not playing, I think LeBron goes out for his shoot arounds and all that other stuff. Yeah, but I also, I I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's a um, a different level of intensity to it. Well, there's a, it's it's not just the different in level of intensity of the shoot around. It's also Okay, I'm I'm playing today. So I wake up at this time. You know, you know this better than anybody. Basketball players are probably the most routine regimented athletes like on the planet. Like don't interrupt their nap. Like you know you know what I mean? Like it's it nap pregame. It's this it's this structure. It is this defined structure that they do leading into a game. Ray Allen is notorious and we have to break. So we'll come back and we'll talk more about this. <laughs> Uh, at some point, will I just I don't I don't think that's a fair like point, but we'll get yeah. back to it. Will Z joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Uh, Casey had just said before the commercial break ended that the, 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 doesn't the Apple thing drop um, in the next day or so the the, the goggles thing, mm-hmm. and I was reading a review of it today, and it apparently like of all it, it's it's the one. Mm. But it's not for I think thirty five hundred dollars. Not Oof. it's not quite there yet. It's not it's it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But like Apple is on its way to establishing itself as like the like this is what virtual reality is. Maybe by Christmas it'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, I doubt that. Not from from what I, from what I read. One of the biggest like things is it get after you wear it for a while it gets heavy. Mm. Like you st- it starts to feel mm-hmm. you know uncomfortable. But like the virtual reality world of it mm. is pretty, it's mm. it's there. The the stuff with the like your apps, mm-hmm. like the text, it's that's not there yet. Being able to type on it, like we joke about Will's, you know, giant computer. He just presses numbers in the sky and these stats pop up. Like you could do that with your VR machine. It's not perfect yet, but it's on its way, and that's the one. Mm. That's yeah. the one. If that's what people are using it for. I've got uh, problems, questions about why people need just for basketball stats. Well, no, well, no. What I think, what I think no, is, I is you, yeah. you can like you can be in that world whether you're watching a movie or whatever you do in virtual reality, mm-hmm. and your text messages will pop up, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Will, can you come on the show at one forty-five? And instead of you know taking off your phone, like yeah. your your virtual keyboard pops up, and you just you say, right "See there. you then." Nah, that's wild. That stuff really like they figure it out, leaving a little bit more than this. Because I I felt that when I first got in the little 
Oculus. So it's like, damn. If it, it, it what the next thing they got to figure out is they got to how it's like your phone, right? So if I'm on my phone, I'm not closed off from Damien. I'm like, on oh, my phone, he's here. Okay, whatever. When you put the goggles on, you're closed out from everything side of that yeah. world. Yeah. If you can that's find a way to seamlessly different. go between both, mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be fire. I think this is a little bit of that. A little bit of that. Like Yeah. So that I forgot what they called that. It has a specific mixed reality? Maybe that's what it is. And they said that's that's not it's not there yet. It's not there yet. Like mm-hmm. they're they try, but it really you're pretty closed off. You're pretty closed off. Uh, Will Z with us, willzstats.com. Will's going to join us uh, on Friday uh, out at Sky River Casino yeah. to uh, help us get ready for the, the 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 Kings and the Pacers, and then we'll we'll watch the Kings and the Pacers together. We hope you guys can come through uh, and hang out. It's always an amazing time out at Sky River Casino at 32 Bruce Street. Uh, we'd love, love, love to see you guys out there with us, man. We're going to have a lot of fun doing the live show beginning at 12 o'clock. And then uh, that'll carry over right into the game uh, at 4.30. Uh, but we got a game tonight, Will. Uh, and while I do want to get a bigger picture view of the Sacramento Kings, let's start with this Miami game. It's a four-game win streak versus a seven-game losing streak. Uh, what do the numbers tell us about what's going on with these two franchises right now? It's really odd because so many players are having good seasons for Miami. Like, you look at their individual numbers – and Jimmy Butler is at 21.1 points, 5.1 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and 1.2 steals on good shooting splits, 49, 42, 88. Tyler Hero, 21, 4.8, and 4.1 on 43, 40, 85. Bam is at 20, 10, and 4 with a steal and a block. It's like everyone's having really good individual games and seasons. But for some reason, they just are struggling a bit. And I don't know. They play really slow. So they have the second lowest pace in the league. It's just kind of their weird team to figure out. They don't shoot the ball well as a team. 46.1% from the field. That's the fifth worst in the league. Uh, They don't take that many threes. So I think that hinders them as well. 33.3 per game for 18th most. So, I don't know. They're odd, but they're also the Heat. And this is what they looked like last season. And then they went to the championship. So, they could bounce out of it anytime from everything that I've been reading. It seems like they're going to try and come out with a lot of energy, be physical, and just put that at the forefront of their plans for tonight. And that's something that the Kings have struggled with at times. Well, and look, they, they can, they can you know, figure it out and get everything going in the postseason all they want. I just need them to continue to do what they're doing, what they're doing tonight. That's that's what I need. This is a team that um, when they – we never really talked about it, and I'm glad because it's not on wax uh, because I was like – when they got the – made the Terry Rozier trade, I was like, yo, this is a good move for them. These boys going to take off. Still might, but I don't think they've won a game with Terry Rozier yet. I don't think they have, yeah. So I still think think that's a good deal for them, but – I'm a little unsure as to why they they've struggled. You you laid it, laid out some of the numbers, but I still don't understand why they've played so bad as of late. Yeah, and it could be I think one of the things that really stands out with them is their interior defense is bad. Like bad bad. 
So they allow opponents to shoot 69.1% in the restricted area. That's the fifth highest in the league and 49.9% in the floater area. That's the highest. So it's their paint defense just isn't there. And they don't block shots. Everyone always talks about how the Kings need a shot blocker. And the Heat are last in the league with 3.4 per game. Over the last few years, they've really been kind of the team that takes the idea of taking charges over blocking shots. But Kevin Love's getting older. He isn't taking as many charges anymore. He's at six total on the season. Kyle Lowry has led the league or been close to the league in charges drawn every year. He's gone. So it's I just don't think that they're able to stop teams inside. And that's been kind of one of the main things dragging them down this year. So, Will, that feels to me like this should be a heavy Domas, De'Aaron, mm-hmm. and Malik game. Yep. Like, this should be a game that we see Malik kind of get back into that that groove and, you know, do it. You know, you could establish that perhaps yeah. by, Will, taking advantage of that and getting to the basket. Yeah, and that's what the Kings have done so well as of late. It seems like they've really put more of an emphasis on driving and finishing inside uh, compared to the three-point shot early on in the season. Their three-point volume is still there, but it just feels different. Um, Again, that's just more of a feeling than a numbers situation, but it's definitely something where I'd like to see them go to the inside drives and attacking early because if you're missing, like the Grizzlies, how they lost, didn't make hardly any threes in the first half. If you do that against the Heat tonight and the Heat come out aggressive, it could be over relatively quickly. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want that. Uh, the, one of the things, and you you always looking out for me, Will, I appreciate that, but the, the game against Memphis on uh, mm-hmm. Monday, I didn't think the Kings played terribly bad as far as generating mm-hmm. looks. I thought they just didn't knock down their open threes, and you showed the wide-open shots. They had 27 wide-open threes. I think they were 8-27 mm-hmm. uh, you put out there, and that's that was the game. Like I said, if they hit three of those, that turns into a, I don't know what the three math is, like a 17-point win yeah. against Memphis yeah. where you put up 112 or something like that. Have they consistently generated those wide-open looks the way that I like for them to – to to generate or you know has that fluctuated at all yeah they are still they're 22.6 per game that's good for fourth most in the league um i think that's right around what they've been at all season uh looking at just like the last 10 games uh they're at yeah 20.8 so it's gone down a little over the last few games i think that's because of taking more shots inside but it'll take 20.8 attempts anytime. And looking at the percentage there, 35.6, which is pretty low, probably explains the four-game losing streak uh, in there, just not hitting those looks like they can. Mm-hmm. So, Will, in yeah. all your you know, studying of the Kings over these last four games, like is, are, is there a number? Is there like something that stands out? It's like okay, this is part of the re- this is a big reason the Kings are playing better, or this is a king big reason, you know. But what, what might have been, you know, Memphis game is a good example. Memphis game, you, you know, looked like that earlier Charlotte game, a game that might have been a loss earlier in the season. 
resulted in a win? Like what what stands out to you over these last four games? Or we don't have to go over that far back. What stands out these last four games versus the four games before that? Mm-hmm. I was going to say fast break points, but then you look at the the four-game winning streak, they're at 16 per game. And then you look at the four-game losing streak, and they're at, quick math, like 14. Mm. So it's not that big of a difference. Mm. But it feels like they've been pushing the pace more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the numbers don't really bear it out, but it has that sense and feel of they're trying to move quickly up the court. Um, so I, I think just that and going to Sabonis inside more. He's just destroying teams inside at such a high clip that they really seem to be taking advantage of his ability to hit at a high percentage. I get the impression Baby Z is very concerned about this game tonight. <laughs> yeah, sorry. She is she's very, very concerned about this game. <laughs> I mean, I'm concerned about it a little bit too, and it, it doesn't have as much to do – we talked about it earlier, Dane, but it doesn't have as much to do with like the Kings and not playing bad or whatever. I just – I find it hard to believe that this Heat team that I think is mm-hmm. actually pretty talented is going to lose another game. They're going to win, they'll lose eight in a row, and it's they're ex- at home ex- too. Extending that's a record. Like yeah. seven is a record. Like they're yeah. just going to extend it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. like it. I hope yeah. the I hope the numbers point towards it though. I don't know if there's numbers that do, but <laughs> yeah, they do, and I think that's where the inside numbers, like the Kings. I gave the Miami opponent numbers, but the Kings are shooting 69.5% in the restricted area and 47.7% in the floater area. Like it really is from a numbers perspective, to me, it favors the Kings. I think the main thing that will kind of show and be the biggest part of the game is the pace. Who's going to dictate the pace of the game? Is it going to be a slower game that the heat control or fast? Oh, I think I think the baby took Will away from us for a minute. (laughs) Baby Z said, "Like, hey, you can't hear me in here." (laughs) They said the chat said uh, uh, Will turned into Draymond Green. He's just sitting in the he's just sitting in the Will Z stats cave while while the baby's screaming outside for cereal. Yeah, she's teething right now. Oh man. Yeah, I say, oh man, like I've been through it. Like oh, I, that ain't I, nice. I, I went through it when I was a baby. But other than that, like I, <laughs> I'm not familiar with the process. But thoughts uh, and prayers to you both. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 